can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. take a moment to acknowledge 9-11 and the tragedies that occurred 19 years ago. So we're going to have a clip about that first, and then we'll be back to our regular episode for the day. You're listening to Those Other Girls. I'm Bailey. And I'm Mallory. And today's a very special episode. We are doing a tribute to the lives that were lost on September 11th, 2001. Uh, So we just wanted to take this time to honor the nearly 3,000 people who lost their lives, to honor the firefighters, the policemen, the rescue workers, um, first responders, first responders, the businesses affected, the families affected, um, and we just really want to honor you and um, yeah, discuss it. we were both alive we were young but we were both alive um and i know some of our listeners might not have even because it was about 19 years ago so some of our listeners might not have even remember it um i barely remember it i barely remembers more than i do um but we which just want because i'm the younger one yeah which is very interesting um but i we just wanted to talk about it we didn't want this day to pass and we not acknowledge it so yeah, yeah. Yep. So, Mallory, on that note, what do you remember from that day? So, I don't really remember it at all, to be honest. Um, I was in the first grade, and um, my mom says, so I went to a Christian school at the time, my mom says that, like, our teacher told us that we prayed during class and everything, and I've talked about it recently with my parents, uh, and my dad uh, is a lawyer, and during that time he was practicing, and he was in court, and they told them to evacuate court. And he also said, like, they evacuated the courthouse in general because they were thinking that something could happen in Charlotte because Charlotte is, I think we're number, we're back to number one in banking. Mm -hmm. So they were, nobody knew what was happening because that. Why we were being attacked. Right. And that was the first, since Pearl Harbor, which was in Hawaii, but that was first, like, um, mainland, I guess, the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first time we've ever been attacked. So nobody knew what was going on. So they were concerned that it was going to come to Charlotte. I have a friend who says she remembers her dad picking her up from school um like right away because like I said like we nobody knew what was happening a lot of people um were shocked because that stuff just never happened in America not in our years that we've been um we've been alive and definitely not in our parents lifetime right so everybody was just ever was just shocked and my mom was I think my mom said she was doing something and she saw on the news and like she people were calling people Mm -hmm. and like the phone lines and I remember my cousin was saying at one point he was supposed to be working in the building next door but something happened and there's tons of stories like this yeah where you were supposed to be there and you weren't yeah and something happened and he ended up not being there and it was like what that's my like right next door to where I'm working and yeah it was just it, it was a crazy time. The businessman who never drove his daughter to school and decided that day to drive her to school. Yeah. And it was the one day that that happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all kinds of stories. Um, and I think, you know, I think part of it, because my husband's the same way. He doesn't remember as much because they were in school. You know, they um, saw it or they heard about it through teachers or their yeah. parents, but they didn't, like, see it. And for me, 
I wasn't quite in school yet. I was still in preschool. And so I was at home with my mom and she was getting ready for the day. Uh, and so, you know, I think it's very different because for me, I just remember, you know, I was a kid, I was watching the TV, the TV wasn't changing, you know, the news wasn't changing. It was just focused on this burning building. And so I finally asked my mom, like, what's going on? And she could hear it from the bathroom where she was getting ready. And so she finally came in and was like, oh my gosh, and like freaked out. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, is everything okay? Because I'm five, I didn't know. Um, I had just turned five. And so I remember it more, I think, because I was with my mom, someone who was freaking out. Yeah. I feel like those of you who were, who were in school, you were focused on like the school day. Right, didn't, right. Like, hear about it until after when you got home. And then they knew more about what had happened. Right. And the teachers probably weren't like, oh my, like running around, oh my God. Right, right. They were probably told to like be chill and everything. Right. Especially the younger, like those of us that were younger. Right. And especially, I mean, I'm sure it was different for those. I know in New York, everything shut down. Oh, yeah, everybody yeah, went yeah. Home and evacuate. Like you said, everybody yeah. had to evacuate. And so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I remember remember that I just remember my mom being freaked out and then the next plane hit um the next building and then as the buildings collapsed and all of that we were we were watching and just you know a crazy crazy day um and then the numbers start coming out you know the deaths yeah the rescue missions the people jumping from building you know just yeah, all of the yeah. things that you started to learn it was just horrible and then yeah. to find out it was, I mean, I think it was pretty clear as soon as the second plane hit that yeah. it wasn't an accident. Yeah, I um, think the first one, everyone's like, oh my gosh, what, right, what happened? Yeah, but How the second the one. airplane hit, yeah. yeah. And then the second one hit and it was like, oh And no. that's the one everybody saw. Because when you talk to people about it, they're like, oh yeah, I, I don't, I didn't, I heard about the first one, but we watched the second one The second one, one hit. right, because yeah. they started to report on it because yeah. it was like crazy. An accident happened, and right, then, right, and then it happened again. And you're like, okay, and then the Pentagon, yeah, and then there was the third plane that went down in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it was Pennsylvania, yeah. and the which I thought was amazing. The people that took, they wouldn't let them take it over. So the people on board of the plane, they attacked the people that were attacking the plane. I think that was just that's very way brave. To go. That was so and, brave. You know, of course, they lost their lives, but yeah. they saved countless yeah, lives. Yeah. Um, and what always makes me cry is every year when they play the voicemails, oh, that's just always, like, people left mm -hmm. when they found out that they were dying. The last ones, yeah. Yeah, the last voicemails, that always just, like... And that's, you know, it, it really did bring us together as a country. Oh, yeah. Because there was, you just had to come together because nobody planned for that. Nobody ever prepares for a terrorist attack. Right. Nobody ever prepares to lose a loved one. Um, it's just so awful. And so... I remember for me, they started playing God Bless America on the radio all the time. And at five, I really enjoyed singing and I would start singing. So I started singing God Bless America all the time. And it got to the point where I would start asking strangers like, hey, have you heard me sing yet? And if they said no, I would just start singing God Bless America. And that's actually what got my mom to put me into pageantry because she felt like, oh, if, if she's so outgoing and can sing, like we should put her into pageants and I was the first kid to sing in my talent. I was the first kindergartner to sing in my school's talent show That's and I sang so God cute. bless America. Yeah. Um, oh, and then, patriot. yeah, really, <laughs> truly. And so God bless America was my song and I sang the national anthem at a couple of events and three in terms of patriotism, everybody yeah. came together, everybody cared for each other. Everybody was 
proud to be Americans and stand together united. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's good that so much good could come out of something so tragic and so bad. Yeah. Because um, obviously it was horrible. And I mean, I guess also one of the biggest things is like things like that. They don't care what race you are. It doesn't care what gender you are. It doesn't care what religion you are. When people are evil, they're evil. And so everyone was attacked. Everyone was affected. Everyone, right. And we as Americans, we thought that, we talked about this in high school, I remember, uh, we thought that we were just different. We thought, oh, no one's going to hurt us. We're Everybody we're loves us. We're America. And it really brought things to... Um, made you look made at you, it. Yeah. yeah. And like, we changed so much. Um, airports are so different now. Security. Before, you could just walk up like, if your loved one was leaving, you could just walk you to, would, the gate, yeah, yeah. to the gate and be like, oh, bye. Now, you know, you got to get there an hour, hour and a half early to get through security. Just so many things have changed. The fun fact, the, um, I don't necessarily know if this is because of terrorists, but I know that this is one of the things that has happened after. Um, you know how, like, at Walmart, they have those big pillars mm -hmm. right when you walk in? That's so if no one, like, crashes in to the... Um, mm -hmm. That it stops them from like driving right up to rob the store and places like that. So like, the U.S. changed. We changed yeah, drastically. Um, drastically, and um, so yeah. And it needed. To, I mean, we after that, it was very apparent that there were a lot of holes in the system. Yeah. And that's not to say that anything bad can't happen now. It still could. You know, terrorists are always going to look for an opportunity. Right. Um, but it definitely created some security you know more security yeah um but yeah that was and you know the plan obviously created by osama bin laden who's since been eliminated eliminated yeah um Thankfully. which is yeah and i mean al-qaeda we don't really hear much about al-qaeda anymore either so yeah. that was i mean that was something good that came out of it um that's happened over the last couple of years yeah i mean um, next year is going to be 20 years that's quite a milestone yeah yeah so 20 years is going to be quite a milestone next year but 19 you know we're still praying for the families who have mm -hmm. been affected those of you who've lost someone just know that our prayers and our love are always with you. Yeah. Um, the police officers, the firefighters, the first responders, everybody who is there on the scene and who's still continuously working now. I mean, these people sacrifice so much and they're willing to put their lives on the line every single day to protect us. Yeah. It's so important. So um, thank your local um, enforcement. Thank your local fire department. Um, and God bless. Yeah. Hey everyone. Now we are going to answer a few frequently asked questions. All right. So here's our first question. Um, this person says, am I crazy? I don't want my boyfriend being friends with his old crush. Bailey, what do you think? Hmm. It's a good question. I think, I mean, there's a lot of factors. Um, yeah. It's not a hard fast or no. Right. Yeah. It's, I can't, I can't for sure definitively say yes or no. Yeah. Um, I'm friends with some of my ex-boyfriends, not even just crushes, but boyfriends, not a lot of them, but a couple of them. Um, and I think it depends on your history. Mm -hmm. Like if it was just a crush, like my husband is friends with some of the girls he had crushes on, but you know, they were young and like, yeah. they never went anywhere. It wasn't like this big dramatic thing. Like to me, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to be friends with anybody. Um, but I can see where it's awkward and a little bit weird. 
Um, so I think I think just knowing the story of like how long were they crushing? Was it like yeah. years that they were pining over somebody and wanted them really badly and they just could never get them? Yeah. Or was it like, oh, she's cute, and then like nothing ever happened? They were just friends, and it was like, okay, well, yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I guess my thing, like you said about the pining thing, like if this old crush all of a sudden said, hey, let's be together, right. would he? drop you to go with her right it just there's a lot of factors i i think it's cool for guys and girls to be friends mm -hmm. and i think exes can be friends um i'm not friends with any of mine but i think it's possible see and the the boyfriends that i'm still friends with were like high school like really young yeah like not even real relationships okay yeah that's... it was just like oh yeah he's my boyfriend but yeah. he wasn't really um and so to me it's like we didn't really even date officially yeah okay, and so it's yeah. like that I don't feel because again like you said I would never drop my husband for him like it, right. it's like we both realize like this is not yeah, this is not gonna happen this is not gonna work like we're never gonna be a good couple <laughs> and so why not be friends like we were good friends but we just weren't a good match and yeah like, I know that my husband knows him they're friendly with each other I mean like I don't think that that's a problem yeah now I think you know the situation is just very dependent on the details yeah yeah, stuff like that, like, you have to be a little bit more detailed. And also, too, like, what are you... Another thing that you have to think about, like, even if everything is fine, or, like, even if there's no things and you still feel uncomfortable, you have to look at why you feel uncomfortable. Right. Because you could feel uncomfortable for your own, because of insecurity, or you could feel uncomfortable because maybe you see something in this old crush. Because if um, guys, like, don't know when girls like them. Like, that's just, like... Right. If they, they're flirting. If yeah. They, and at the end of the day, I think if you are uncomfortable with it and you address that, I mean, if it's your own insecurity, then you need to address that with right, yourself. Right. Pray about it. Trust God with it. But at the end of the day, if you've gone through all of that, you realize it's not an insecurity, you feel like they are flirting or there's something yeah. weird about it, your significant other should respect you enough that... I, I wouldn't say, like, force them to cut them out of their lives or be mean to right. them, block them, but, like... Maybe don't talk to them as much. Maybe don't yeah. hang out with them. Don't see them. Like, you can still be friends on social media, see what's going on in each other's lives, but don't be messaging, don't be talking. And if right. you do message or talk, like, show it to your partner. Right. Have them be part of the conversation. Include them in it. Make it, like, a three-way conversation. Yeah. Um, Maybe make a group chat. The three right, a group <laughs> chat. So that they don't feel like yeah. something's going on behind their backs. So yeah. That, that would be my advice. Yeah, same. All right, so next question for you, Mallory. I mean, for me, too, I can tell you my thoughts on it. Um, but thoughts on online dating? Woo, lots of thoughts, lots of thoughts. Okay, so I hate it. I hate online dating. I hate that it's a thing. Um, with that being said, can't tell you how many times I have downloaded, deleted, and re-downloaded Bumble, Tinder, okay, Cupid, uh, Coffee Meets Bagel, the little Christian one, like... I, it's just, I hate it. The But the thing is, especially during, we're in the middle of a pan, I guess I shouldn't quote it. Because it really We are in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, it, it is a real thing. But like, it's hard to meet people. And like, online dating opens you up to people who you would not meet otherwise. Yeah. Like the people that I've like met up with or the people I've talked to, like there's no, I would not have met them otherwise. So it's a good thing and a bad thing mm. i'll say the good thing is like i said you meet new people that you would not have crossed paths with maybe yeah. um also too, i know tons of people who have met people online and gotten married so yep. it works for some people 
Um, don't know why it doesn't work for my me. Mom, my mom and my stepdad met online. Yeah, like it works for some people. Yeah. Um, doesn't work for me. It hasn't worked for me. Well, that's the thing is like I think for a lot of people, like my mom had gone on a couple of dates from online dating that didn't work out at yeah. all. Like I think most people have like the it didn't work out experience and until it does work out, like it's always going to end in that, right? Like until you're Fair. getting married, yeah. <laughs> it's never going to work out. <laughs> right. And so, you know, I think a lot of people like online dating um, doesn't work out a lot of the time, but that doesn't mean it was a bad experience. That's fair. And like, I, you know, I don't know. I've got mixed feelings because I did online dating before I met my husband and I ended up meeting him at work. Um, so like Mallory said, I think you meet a lot of people that you wouldn't ordinarily meet. I think that that can be good and bad, obviously, yeah. just like anything. But I feel like these days people go out less. Like I think it used to be you'd go out to dinner, you'd go out to the bar, you'd yeah. go out because you had to meet people. And yeah. now you just go online and you can sit in your living room kind of nice to be able to do some more reconnaissance on them you know look at their face look at their profile like you get to know who they are before you meet them but yeah. then you're also kind of judging the book by its cover you don't really give them yeah. a fair chance because you like see something like I know there are things that are on my Facebook that I liked like 10 years ago that I didn't even realize that I liked <laughs> yeah and so people see that oh she likes this and like I don't even remember that I liked it yeah fair fair so I think it's good to give somebody a chance on a date. I mean, obviously, if their profile is, like, loaded up with stuff you know you don't like, that's different than just seeing one thing that they liked and yeah. maybe you're not into. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, the other problem for me, I think, is as a Christian woman and as someone who is abstinent, you know, trying to wait to marriage and everything, I think one of the biggest problems is online dating is, like, fast. Hookup it's hookup culture. It's, um... And, you know, I'm not perfect, uh, start off with that, um, but, you know, it's it's hard to find people who have, who the, same have the same values. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've, like, told a guy I'm abstinent, and then I'm, like, waiting for him to reply, and then I look, and, like, he unmatched with me. But out there, so I don't know, I feel like it's a well, bad see, advertising card. I don't put it on in my profile. But I'm just saying if you did. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know if that would help, because then they would know right away, and it's see, just, like, skip you anyway, because... I don't think it would help, because I think that that makes guys that would want to be with me try to... Oh, they, push you over. Push me yeah. over, because I do think that girls, like, there have been girls that say that just to say it, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so I don't think it would necessarily Well, then it's, help. like, a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it would necessarily help, but on um, Bumble now, you can have, like, if you're conservative, mm. you can have if you're, like, your religion and stuff like that. So that I think helps. that helps a little bit. That helps weed out people, but, I mean, still, like... It's, I mean, just, like, for me, meeting my husband at work, like, we didn't know each... You know, we just met in the office. We didn't yeah. know anything about each other. We didn't know anything about our values. We had to talk to get to know each other. Right. I still could have met plenty of men who didn't share my values, who still wanted to push me over the edge, even if it wasn't online. Right, right. Right? So, I mean... It's just... We're, I feel like the difference between that and, like, um, online is you're meeting so many people so fast. Yeah. Well, and you do get to know someone by chatting for yeah. a long time. And so, it feels like by the time you go on your first date, you know them because yeah. it's like, oh, we've been talking for, like, three weeks. It's like, yeah, you've messaged each other, like, five times yeah. over three weeks. So, you feel like you know them, but you don't. Yeah. And so, I do feel like it kind of then puts that pressure on of, like, oh it's the third date, whatever, you know, like, yeah, yeah, those kind of feels, and it's like, yeah, but we've never met before, like, I don't know yeah, you. yeah, not that that would happen anyway on the third date, but, like, even still, I don't know you, yeah, yeah, and I mean, um, to your point, we, the other thing I don't like about it is how a lot of times you meet this person, 
you're texting him all, all of a sudden you're like oh we get along for well you're texting them all the time you guys are sending each other memes now you follow each other on instagram it's so easy to show your best self via text yes and then you're doing it you're doing it you're doing it and then something happens and all of a sudden like you guys stop i think that's my problem with the whole online dating hookup culture i can't tell you how many times that has happened and i hate it yeah. yeah like you like someone or you're beginning to not even maybe like them but you're beginning to like someone and everything is going really well and you're super into each other and then all of a sudden it's just like mm, you know what i'm done and then he doesn't tell you but you've already kind of built up like your feelings a little bit and then i guess it's just like on to the next one and i hate that's the part i think that i hate the most mm. that makes sense yeah so yeah that's online dating um how do you know if God wants you to date someone? That's a great question. Um, I would say, just like with anything, a lot of prayer. You know, God gives wisdom liberally to those who ask for it. Mm. And I think that you'll see, you'll see yourself growing in spiritual, godly ways. When you look, like that's how you, you can also see your journey of sanctification, right? Like mm -hmm. once you come to Christ... You're not perfect. You're still a sinner. You're still going to be. And you repent and you work towards trying to not sin, but you're still going to slip up and have mistakes. But the more that you grow in your faith, the more you grow in your Christianity, the more you start to see things as sins that you didn't really realize were sins. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of things like that we all know when we first come to Christ, like this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But there are things you don't even know are sins mm -hmm. until way down the road. Right. And then again, at that point, you still need to repent of it and come clean, even if you didn't know it was a sin for five years after you became a Christian, whatever. And so I think um, you measure yourself by spiritual growth, you know, fruits of the spirit. You see all of those things. And I think that if you're in a good relationship with somebody who has those values, you're going to see those things enhance. They're going to bring the best out of you. You're going to bring the best out of them. It doesn't mean you're going to not have bad days, have slip-ups, have things that happen. I think a lot of people get mistaken with like, oh, God didn't want this relationship to work out, or God wasn't like calling me to this person, or I just felt God calling me away from this person. Like a lot of it's insecurity, mm -hmm. but there is a lot of prayer and wisdom. And sometimes you do just get that natural instinct of like, this isn't right. And I think, yeah, I think just seeing the signs of how you're growing, are you growing together? Do you bring out sides of each other that you don't normally see in yourself? And are they good? You know, are they yeah. good sides or are they bad sides? Are they yeah. pushing you to do things that you don't like or you don't agree with? Or are they growing you, helping you, feeding your soul? Like, that's a big thing. Also, for me as a woman, I feel like... Is he leading me? Mm -hmm. Is he going to be a good one. spiritual leader? Yeah. Like, all guys have their lazy days, their moments where they're not going to be great leaders. Like, it doesn't mean that they're 100% on it all the time. Right. But like, yeah, but I'm looking for someone, or I was looking for yeah. someone that was going to lead me spiritually, mm -hmm. who was going to want to read the Bible and pray with me and grow with me and share my values and raise the kids the same way. Did that mean we agreed on everything? No. Did that mean we have debates? Of course we did. But... It's just knowing that you're with someone who shares your values and wants to grow with you in your relationship with God. Yeah. And to that point, can you see yourself submitting to that person? Mm. Could you submit to that person? Are they submitted to God? Because if someone's that's, not submitted the to key. God, then right. you, I mean, 
you can't submit to them. Right, because he submits to God, you submit to him. Yeah. And if they're not submitting to God, then it's going to be really difficult for you to follow his lead and yeah. not be led astray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to add one more thing to what Bailey said. Um, so I grew up Christian and did the whole Christian school thing, and they had us make a list of our negotiables and non-negotiables. My biggest non-negotiable is um, a relationship with Jesus. And not just, like, a Christian, because I've learned there's a difference. There's there is just, a difference between a Christian and a relationship with Jesus. Yes. So that is a non-negotiable for me. A negotiable for me is a good photographer. That mm -hmm. is something that I want because I am... I like taking pictures and I would like a man that can take good pictures of me. But if but, you can't, you'd still marry him. Right. Because he's got a relationship with Jesus. <laughs> right. He's a good man. It's right. not necessary. Right. So I think that like, if you have your list of non-negotiable, oh, another non-negotiable for me is being a conservative. Like you don't have to necessarily be like um, super into politics, but I need our values to be the same. So if I go down my non-negotiable list and you mark all those things, I feel like that is kind of a way that God is saying, okay, this is a possibility. Now, if I do look at my negotiables and there's not a single thing on negotiables, I do think that's a little bit something too. Like you want to be someone you're compatible with. Right. Like, you know, I like, like nerdy Doctor Who type stuff, but like um, if I'm watching Doctor Who and he's like, oh my God, turn that trash off. And he puts on like sports and like sports, sports, sports. Okay. We're not, we're probably not really compatible. Yeah. I don't think that's right. I don't think we should break up over that, but I'm right. just saying, yeah. I'm that's just, a negotiable. That's a negotiable, but I do think like. Well, and that's the thing is like my husband and I don't have a lot of those things in common. Like he likes TV shows. I don't like, I like TV shows. He doesn't like. We can hardly ever agree on a movie to watch because I like romantic comedies. He likes action or scary movies. Like. It's hard for us to find a lot of things to agree on when it comes to that. But when we do find something, it's fun and we enjoy right. it. And and I think the thing is being respectful. Like, he would never go, oh, turn that trash off. Right. Maybe He's, that's what I'm trying to yeah. say more. And so it's, yeah, it's yeah, being yeah. respectful of each other where you do disagree. Yeah. Uh, but I would say, you know, I think you and I both feel that two people that are Christians who actually have a relationship with yeah. Jesus can make their relationship A hundred percent. I fully believe you can marry anyone if you both have a relationship with Jesus and if you both decide you want it to work. I think the pretty princess of Princess Town could marry the downy downerton of downtown as long as they're Christians and they want to make it work. Yeah. But I think that pretty princess from Pinkerton should probably marry the prince of Pinkerton. I think it'll be easier. It'll be easier. You'll have less struggles, but that doesn't necessarily that mean doesn't it'll be better. Not, right. It does, that's a good point, too. Like, you know, people sometimes opposites attract. Sometimes yeah. the exact same person attracts. I don't think there's any rules to it. Agreed. To what you have to be. It's great. Like, my husband and I, we balance each other out. I've got strengths that he doesn't have. He's got strengths that I don't have. We really do balance each other out. We yeah. respect each other for those different gifts. Yeah. We've got some things in common. We've got some things that are complete opposites. Yeah. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But I think with anybody, you're going to find plenty of things that you love about that person, that you adore, that you mm -hmm. think are perfect. And you're going to find plenty of things that you're like, can you never do that again? <laughs> and they're going to want to. And they're going to do it again. Because it's not necessarily a sin or unbiblical or wrong. It's just, just a, annoying to yeah, you. It's just yeah. something you don't prefer or you don't like. But that doesn't mean that you break up with them or you right. think like, oh, this wasn't meant to be. Because I don't, I don't believe in the, you have that perfect soulmate that's going to walk yeah. into your life no, and fit 100%. Like, yeah. you're going to have struggles, you're going to fight, you're going to argue, there are going to be bad things. But it shouldn't be like that all the time. If you're fighting like cats and dogs all the time, I mean, then obviously, a problem. it's different once you get married. 
once you're married, like, you go to counseling. I mean, yeah. not that you shouldn't go to counseling in a relationship. You could. You could do that. Yeah. If you're in a relationship, you're dating, and you fight all the time, you can go to counseling and try and work through it. But once you've made that choice to be married, like I oh, said, yeah. you make it work. Yeah. You don't get a divorce. That's not the That's not the answer. You yeah. go to counseling. You work on it. And both of you have to be committed to Christ and committing to change. Yeah. And that's a big thing is, like, I feel like a lot of people say that, oh, just go to counseling. Well, if one person's not willing to go or work or work towards Jesus or follow Jesus, mm-hmm. then you're in trouble because you both have to commit to that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, knowing if God wants you to date someone, I think, is more, are you glorifying God in your yeah. relationship? And I want to add this, too, because I know that with my ex, this was kind of like one of our problems when we were deciding to date. It's not like God is going to come and sit on your lap and say, hey, baby girl, <laughs> he's this the one. Okay, <laughs> come on. Let's go. To, it's not like he's going to get married. Yeah, it's not like he's going to do that. I mean, he might. Some people do. Thank you. Some people do get that. Like, I have a friend. She said, like, God straight up told her that's the one. And that's okay. But... It's not always going to be like that. And right. I think you should be open to that. Yeah. And God speaks to us all very differently. Absolutely. So don't, and I always, I have this problem too, because God speaks to some of my friends a little bit differently. So like things will happen and I'm like, dang, God didn't say anything to me. Or like, why haven't I gotten or heard yeah. anything? But it's just God, we all have our own relationship with God. In different ways. Yeah. So I just want, if you're thinking about that, I just want you to remember that like, he's not always going to come and like hold your hand and be like that's the one right there and here's a picture of your kids and you know that doesn't happen to everybody yeah well i think that blends into the next question which is can opposing religions be in a relationship oh can i go first or did yeah. i just go first no you can go first okay all right no okay so here's my take on this i think you have a little bit of a different take right or a little bit not not super though yeah okay we'll talk about it yeah 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 i think opposing religions is difficult in general because different religions have different morals um a lot of them have the same though i think for the most part every religion says pretty murder is wrong that's for sure but like for example muslim muslims can't eat pork yeah they can't eat pork so it would be hard for example i'm a christian so i i love me some bacon so it wouldn't be fair or i wouldn't i guess it would be fair but i don't think it would be easy to date someone or to marry someone um, who can't enjoy the bacon with me, or yeah. like I'd have to stop doing the bacon. It just it would it'd be very very difficult. And you know, back to the Christian thing. I re- like I mean, the Bible also tells us not to be unequally yoked. Right. So we really you shouldn't, specifically if you're a Christian. I think that other religions, I guess it might be a little bit easier maybe because also too we're the only religion that says jesus is the only way to heaven right every other religion puts in other type of stipulations i think that would be very hard to date someone that you don't necessarily believe is going to heaven right well that's and that's where i fall on this so the way the question is worded is can opposing religions be in a relationship to me opposing sounds like you butt heads and to me no if you're opposing okay that yeah if you're opposing then no but if you're in just different religions, I guess I would say it depends on what those religions are. Because some people, like I didn't realize when I moved to North Carolina, denomination matters a lot more out here than it did in, in oh, Albuquerque. Like in Albuquerque, yeah. 
you're just a Christian. Oh, and no, we didn't we label didn't talk about like this. out here it's you're a Lutheran, you're a Methodist, mm-hmm. you're and I think a lot of those religions are so similar in that they both believe yeah. in the same God. They well, both they're believe all under that the Jesus Christian. is going to heaven. Right, it's the Christian yeah. bubble. Yeah. So I guess it, again, it depends on how you would define religion because I think those religions can be in a relationship and there yeah. might be some argument, you know, some things you hash out like theologically that Right, theologically yeah. like even in Bible study, I went to the same church with a group of 10 people and we all had things we went over this what's essential and what's non-essential because there are things in the Bible that are absolutely essential if you're going to be a Christian. Right. And then there are things that like people have different opinions on and are more more or less open for debate yeah and you can see you know there's scripture for different sides of it right um and so i think that yeah i think like you said if you're and you know i think anybody at some point down the road in your relationship could change like i think like if an atheist marries an agnostic both of you could come to some religion at some point yeah and then things are going to change um, but I think going into it with that intention, like knowing that they're a different religion, um, is not gonna is not gonna work out well. Yeah. I think you have to be the same religion, or know that it's just gonna be arguments about. I mean, yeah. how do you raise your kids? I was about to how say you raising the kids. And even if you raise your kids under both, and you take them, you know, like you go to synagogue and you go to church and you yeah. do, you know, whatever your religions may be if you celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas like you celebrate everything I think that's just going to leave a lot of questions still to who's right who's wrong why do mom and dad disagree like yeah I don't really feel like it's healthy I don't think so either Um, so yeah I feel like we have the same opinion again it just depends on like how you define religion like can a Methodist and a Lutheran be together I think so. Yeah. Like, if you believe... It's going to be interesting. I would yeah. love to see that. But see, to me, again, I don't even really... And that's maybe my problem, is that I don't know the denominations well enough. But I think they believe in the Bible. Yeah, together. they believe, they the believe in Jesus yeah, together. They yeah, believe in the yeah. same God. Jesus is the only way to heaven. The truth, the light, and the way. I mean, they believe the essentials. Yeah. They just disagree on the non-essentials. And yeah. to me, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I think disagree on the non-essentials is not that big of a deal. It's just the big things that are going to make a difference because like you said earlier too about the morals like certain religions just have different morals certain right. things are morally correct certain things are not morally correct well, and if you're a faith or a works-based faith where you think works get you into heaven yeah. and your spouse isn't and they're not doing works you're going to be constantly concerned you're not going to heaven you're not yeah, doing it like yeah. that's just not going to work well so like you said when the stipulation is jesus is the only way to heaven and you both agree on that then you can disagree about the other things, debate it, talk yeah. about it. And I think you can have different opinions fall on different areas. But yeah. the way to heaven, the way that the religion functions, I think, you know, there's a whole list of essentials and non-essentials. And again, every religion thinks that's different. Every person thinks that's different. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the big conversation to have with somebody is what are your essentials? What are your non-essentials? If you agree on the essentials, it's okay to debate the non-essentials. But if you don't agree on the essentials then I think that that's going to be a very difficult relationship to be yeah. in. Yeah, no, I agree. So, I agree. All right, so to finish out the episode, we'll go something non-relationship-based. Uh, what's the longest book series you've ever read? The longest book series I've ever read was Left Behind, the Kids Left Behind series. Um, there's 40 books, and I was obsessed and read through all of them. How long are they? Uh, the books are like... 
I mean, they were kids, or maybe they were even teens, so they were probably like 200 pages, not a lot pretty at hefty all. for oh, having, okay. well, for having 48 books. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah. I'm and like, no, it's not a big book when you think about, like, some books are like a thousand yeah. pages, but... Yeah, that's true. It was, um... 200 times 48, that's a lot of pages. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was a really good series, too, because um, it was basically the Left Behind adult book but from kids perspectives and then it just kept going and kept going and kept going and then we got all the way up to when jesus came back and it was good oh, it was good that's that is really cool yeah okay what about you so for me I, I guess it would be the harry potter series uh there's seven books so <laughs> that's now i mean i read a lot of the series like when i was young i was into reading so i read the whole hunger Games series i read twilight i read harry potter i read the hunger games did i say the hunger games mm -hmm. right? the, the maze runner oh i have never read that but they're i saw good. the first movie well they're they're okay i mean they the first one's really good yeah and then you think it's gonna go somewhere different and it doesn't so it kind of and then they just kept going and it was too long there's the series called the uglies that was a really Stop. good series that changed my life wasn't that I so good i it. love that book too i really oh want to reread those me they're too. so I'm good just book will be the yeah, so that, that was, was a really so good book cool. series there are so many i was just i was a reader Nancy I, Drew, to, Drew, Nancy I didn't get into those okay. no uh so i so that's the thing is i read a lot of different series but i didn't read long ones okay yeah so harry potter seven books was the longest series that i read through yeah i would read nancy drew and um, Mary-Kate and Ashley had a detective agency. Mm. But I didn't read all of them, but I would read the random ones. Sure. Dear America series, did you read those? Mm -hmm. um, okay, well, yeah. Those yeah, were different, <laughs> different books, lots of different books. Yeah. We obviously grew up in different worlds. <laughs> yes, so. we really did. And that's good, that's yeah, good. No, so that's... we've got lots of books that we like together. Yeah. And lots of books to show each other. So. Yeah. I didn't know nobody else that I've met outside of like my friends who read it in school has read The Uglies. That's so, okay, so it's so good. So everybody in my little friend group read it. And then I'm like, oh my God, so good. Then we all ended up buying pretties together. And yeah. we all individually read our own pretties book. And then we read specials. And then there was that other Extras one that, that was, was not so awful. Because, yeah, um, they kind of changed the characters. And they, yeah. And they didn't continue the story. And it was like, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, uglies, like, I just... I, and you know what though? They were gonna make a movie. I know, girl. I know. We, Sorry. Uh, I just I get excited. But no, they were gonna make a movie, and I watched it online. Like I would look up the uglies pretty consistently, like once every couple months. So did we? And like I was, con I was okay. convinced that I was gonna be Tally Youngblood. Like I was gonna be Tally in the movies. I was living Bailey. in LA at the time. I was dead convinced. Bailey, I thought I was gonna audition to be Shay. See, we we would. That's okay. so crazy. So if you guys decide to make the movie, oh my god, Tally Shay. I look. Oh, my, Bailey, what if, in another timeline, what if that's that so could crazy. have happened? Yeah, but no, I was living in LA and oh I was God. dead convinced that I was going to audition and play Tally. So that was a dream of mine. Yeah, um, I thought I was going to play. I legitimately was like, well, now I wasn't in LA. I was in Charlotte with, um, in a very religious home. So I don't know why I thought that, but I really did. I thought I was going to somehow, I thought I was going to me. I was totally okay with getting plastic surgery, like getting a nose job and like, whatever they wanted me to do to play tally because you know in, in the book yeah it, yeah change so for pretties i would have been totally okay with like changing my body to make myself look good so quick question i just thought of that though how would 
I mean, how are they going to, I guess, CGI. CGI now it is, it makes more sense and like more likely it'll look better if yeah. they do it. No, I think, I think what they would need to do if they're going to do it right would be to like do some prosthetic, like make my nose bigger, yeah. make, like make you look more like maybe draw your eyebrows on a little thicker and unkept yeah. and like make you naturally look uglier, like frizz my hair more, you know, like make me yeah. uglier for the first movie. And then just take all that off for the next one where you're prettier. Yeah. And probably do a little CGI enhancement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for specials, just like freak you out with like tattoos. Right. And that's yeah. easy. That's stuff yeah. you can do. CGI, that's no CGI. Problem. Or like makeup is no problem. Okay. We should start a GoFundMe to pay for it. We should do a GoFundMe and oh my gosh. Find that the studio. Would be, the yeah. Find the studio. And I. So I always felt like I was weird for liking like young adult like teenage novels girl, still because I'm like everybody's like oh grow up I'm like I don't want to grow up no like those are the best books like, reading is an like, oh divergent divergent series I don't know if I said that one no but my dad saw the first like two movies and thinks they're like so good. Well, the plot is really good. Yeah, the plot's I think good. The, the plot's amazing. I mean, as always, the books are better than the movies. Of course. And I think the thing is, you have to go into it and know they're going to cut a lot of things. They're going to change some things because yeah. you can't, unless you make like a 15-hour movie, you can't encompass everything that was in a book. Fair. Like, you have to eliminate some stuff. And some of it doesn't play well on screen. Like, yeah. there are scenes that are not awkward in a book because that, you're reading yeah. it and, like, you get to hear their thoughts and, like... In a movie, it just doesn't come across well because you can't see what they're thinking. I, even if you have a really good actor who can show it on their face, yeah. like it just isn't the same. And Percy so, Jackson, yeah. perfect I, example. I, you didn't. Read I didn't the, read the books or see the movies. Okay, so I'm out um, on that one. Well, they butchered the movie. Same with Maximum Ride. Did you read the Maximum Ride series? You would have loved those, I think. Anyway, well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what we've got for you. Books, yeah. relationships. Uh, if you have any more questions, please submit them to us. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook. If you have our numbers, text us. Yeah. Um, um, email. You can even email us questions. If yeah. you have questions about anything. Hello.thoseothergirls at gmail.com. That's hello.thoseothergirls at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Yeah. We're happy to answer them. We'll have more episodes like this coming for you guys soon. Uh, all right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>